We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That. You're. <laughs> Are you okay? <coughs> My God. Sorry. Continue. Maybe we can't survive that. Right. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man who's got red on him. No, not there. The other side. Yeah, you got it. It's Chris. I actually have no red on me. You, sir, are wearing a red hoodie. Is it red? Yeah. Or rouge, burgundy? No, it's it's red. It's not Ron Burgundy. Burg- oh, I, was, yeah. I was doing like oh, a right, theatre yeah. of the the imagination there, but you've you've ruined it, haven't you? As you ruin all things. Yes. <laughs> Chris, here's the thing that you can't ruin, though. What's that, Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead, yes. Watch me. <laughs> Please don't. It's an Edgar Wright film from 2004, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and a whole bunch of other talented British thespians. It is uh, Thespians. Actors. (laughs) It is, uh, of course, a British horror comedy, uh, a zombie rom-com, as it's been advertised. And since it's just been Valentine's Day, and I'm an expert at planning these things and don't just willy-nilly rush everything into a week, it's a perfect fit, isn't it, Chris? So would have been my bloody Valentine? Yes. What other Valentine films are there? When Harry Met Sally horror version. I, I don't think anyone dies in Harry Met Sally. That they do in this alternative cut. Uh, Michael Myers is put into it. Oh, good. That's just what we need. When Harry Met Sally... When Harry, <laughs> when Harry Met Sally and they met Michael. Yeah. Oh, boy. Right, Chris. Every zombie film has a unique twist to it. Does it? 28 Days Later, they're really angry zombies. Sometimes they're French zombies. Sometimes it's filmed found footage style. This time, our protagonists are fighting zombies with a bloody great big hangover. <laughs> okay? So the movie opens up with Sean uh, establishing him and his life. He's living with Ed, his kind of slouchy, stuck-in-his-teens uh, friend who's selling weed and hasn't got a proper job. And they're living with Peter Serafinowicz, who's called Pete, and he's a grumpy, Darth Maul-sounding man. <laughs> he voiced Darth Maul. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Sean's trying to get his life on track. Pete's giving Ed a hard time, telling him to clear out because he's not a college kid anymore. Sean's uh, love life with Liz is not going very well because Liz doesn't like Ed hanging out with them on their romantic dates to the Winchester, which is where they go every day. And Liz doesn't want to be stuck in this rut. And Sean's quite happy to be stuck in the rut, but Liz wants no part of it. She doesn't want to be 50 or 60 and go, we've been to this pub every night and it's aged me horribly. Because so, <laughs> drinking does that sometimes, and smoking. And her friends, they're a bit stuck up, David and Diane. And yeah, they're not happy with it either. So Liz dumps Sean. And of course, how does he get over it? He goes to the pub that he's been going to every day and gets smashed. And gets so smashed that he doesn't realise that the world is ending around him. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Not sleeps through, but drinks his way through. The apocalypse. Most of the apocalypse. And stumbles back home drunk mid-apocalypse. Yeah, with zombies then, chewing off people's heads and lumbering towards him. And then waking up the next day hungover with Ed to the full-blown apocalypse. Which, again, he doesn't notice because he's stuck in his rut. He goes through the same routine that he does. Ed- Edgar Wright, we might not get a chance to talk about too much of the specifics, like shots and 
uh, foreshadowing and bits and bobs that he does very well in this. He's an incredible filmmaker. I've gushed about him a lot. And um, You do have a bit of a man crush on him, it's weird. <laughs> I do, but yeah, what he does is really good. So at the beginning of the film, he establishes this long one-take shot of Sean walking to the shops and buying a can of Coke and talking to like the shopkeeper and giving some change to a homeless guy and interacting with this kid that kicks a football outside his house. And that is repeated, but this time, everyone that Sean met the first time, they're all zombies. But Sean doesn't know the difference because he's hungover and Ed wants him to get a Cornetto to cure his hangover. We'll get on to hangovers in a minute, Chris. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a big point of surviving is this it? film. Well, meh. Yeah. <laughs> and um so yeah it's that same shot again but everyone that you saw so the homeless person is now a zombie the postman's dead on the ground the shopkeeper's a zombie the um guy that was stood behind him in the queue in the first time around is also a zombie and that's what i like about this film you can if you look close enough everyone that's a zombie you've seen before so mary who ends up in the back garden She's the checkout girl. Yeah. And I like that the Horde has that kind of personality because usually, sometimes in zombie movies it's just unending grey zombie-faced makeup people that are all covered in blood. In this one you've got standout zombies. You can pick out like the twins or the, the kid zombie or like the drunk lady from the pub zombie. It's got a... The Horde has a personality. Does it? People, Yeah. Or is it they didn't have enough money to get a lot of zombies on screen at once? No, no, because it's, it's planned out. People that you see regularly before they're dead to turn up dead. That's just coincidence. No, I, I it wasn't planning. Stop ruining it. It was money limitations. I know that... It, well, you say that. This cost, I think, four million to make. It's a very low budget. It is quite low Exactly, budget. so they didn't have enough money to do all the extras. But what they did was clever. Was it? Yes. You know, this is one of your favourite films. You can't tell me that you don't like this. Upon rewatching it, it's lost a lot of its value. (laughs) Was it really good when I first watched it? Yes, it was. Every time I watch it, is it as good? No. It loses. Every time I lose a little bit. Does it lose? I don't know. Bearing in mind, I'm very close to headbutting. Last time I watched this movie. Like Sean, I'm very hungover. As always, then. (laughs) Last time I watched this movie, it finished, and I thought, that was fine. I don't know why. Is it just because you're, you've fine. overexposed yourself? What, to Shaun of the Dead? Well, to just everything. Or to what, zombie movies Zombie movies, stuff. yeah. I mean, you've also watched a lot of crap zombie movies, so maybe that's dulled yeah. your... Okay, but this is quality stuff. So Edgar Wright repeats the walk to the shop, uh, but this time that everyone's a zombie that he meets, and Shaun just glosses past everything, doesn't notice. He's 15p short at the shop, bad money management <laughs> but luckily he knows a shopkeeper or did obviously well did but he goes there i'm guessing nearly every day so he's got good good working relationship with him did did okay <laughs> he did have a good working relationship with him until the new shopkeeper takes over the zombie one yeah that wants to eat him yeah okay so <laughs> sean has gone to the shops to buy a cornetto for ed strawberry cornetto because ed thinks that this is the best hangover cure for him and this is a little hangover from Edgar Wright, who had a friend that thought that ice cream was the best hangover cure. Now, in any survival situation, Chris, it is imperative that you are on top form. Is it? Or that somebody else is on top form. 
to carry you through the situation. Exactly. Okay. okay. So someone has to be on top form. And at the moment, it's just Ed and Sean. So they need to get over their hangovers. Okay. Because if you are encumbered with a hangover, you are likely to suffer from a splitting headache, sickness, dizziness, and dehydration. Did you really have to write that down as a list? How do you not know these things anyway? It's been a while since I've been drinking. I get really oh, that bad I can hangovers. remember. That <laughs> you can while, remember. It's been a while since I've not been drunk. So. Oh, I see, right. <laughs> so those are those are obviously hindrances to what you can physically do. You're not going to be moving as quickly. If you've got a headache, the groans of the zombies are going to be even more irritating and infuriating. Than Unless, of course, you're staggering along, groaning, clutching your head. The zombies think you're one of them. Yeah. I mean, they do that in this film. But exactly, but, you know, it's what a hungover person could be doing. But if you're scared and running away from the zombies, being dehydrated, be run. <laughs> you wouldn't, know, not with a hangover. I get really bad hangovers, like, I'm continuously just sick all day. Well, that's you most of the time, isn't it? Yeah, but this is really bad. Yeah. I had to cancel golf once because of a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you can't golf, you can't survive a zombie apocalypse. Well, no, Those I... two things are similar. Well, actually, if I, in the, if I was in the situation in the film, and I was really hungover, I would survive this, so long as we could kill Pete upstairs, because mm-hmm. I'd stay upstairs in bed all day. I wouldn't go outside, no zombies would know I'd there. The zombies in the garden would never c- try to come in. Well, I wouldn't leave the front door open. If you, Well, I was going to say, if you're like Ed, I mean, you are a bit like Ed. Out of Maybe. the two of us, you're the you're the Ed in this relationship. Really? Yeah. I don't <laughs> sell weed. I just buy it all the time. <laughs> Curing a hangover. Ice cream is suggested in this film. Do you have a preferred hangover cure, Chris? Yeah, a bowl and water. <laughs> and that's all I do. Just drink loads of water and bring it all back up again. Be sick into the bowl. Yeah, because if I, if I can't even look at food because then it'll just bring more up. Okay. <laughs> so sick it all out before Essentially, you yeah. have to run away. But then you're losing nutrients and so you're losing the healthy nutrients from the kebab you ate the, <laughs> the night before. <laughs> so what the NHS suggests chris is sugars that's usually good for getting your strength back up so ice cream has that water or some easily digestible liquids they suggest a thin vegetable broth really (laughs) no one is drinking that for headaches they also suggest uh painkillers and um antacids for if you've got a, a nervous stomach but easily digestible things do you think a nice a strawberry cornetto counts as easily digestible no, i mean it's I, got most of the things in that you you need like sugar calcium I'm the cone of, is probably a bit crunchy i'm thinking a can of coke uh that's fizzy that would make you more dehydrated so it's got sugar true sugar dissolved in water with buttered toast oh i'm gonna have some butter toast after this i'd, I'd suggest dry toast coke maybe you're just better off having a vegetable broth because coke dehydrates you and carbonated beverages increase the speed that alcohol is absorbed into your body. So if there's any still left in your stomach, it's going to be... You might accidentally get re-drunk. If that's Which how would it work. <laughs> That'll be fine. No, the NHS also suggests you don't keep drinking after. Well, the NHS is wrong. <laughs> if you're drunk, you can't have a hangover. Ever heard of someone having a hangover while being drunk? Yes. Doesn't happen. It does a lot. No, it's impossible. (laughs) Okay, so staying on top form. Staying on top form, yes. It's vitally important in surviving this situation. Okay, Chris. Okay. We get to the nitty gritty. Coming up with a survival plan. 
Don't go to the Winchester. <laughs> no. It's bad. <laughs> right. You're in Ed's shoes. Uh, Sean's shoes. You can be in Ed's shoes if you want. They might fit you better. I want to be in Pete's shoes. Okay. You have to save your mum uh-huh. and Liz, David and Diana and Ed. You've got to take those those people you want to save. Yeah. You've got to take them somewhere safe. How do you do it and where do you go? Come up with a better plan than going to the pub. Okay. I pick them up in my vehicle. My Where's Pete's vehicle? Well, okay, Pete's bloody vehicle. <laughs> and then Ed crashes it, so you have to get in the Jaguar. Can I, can I only, only use places from the film? I if can't you use can think places of like, from real life. In, like, London. If you can think of places in London, I'd say would be within reason. Because you want to stay, like Sean says, or like Ed says, he wants to be somewhere where he knows the exits to somewhere safe. So that would help. So a the Winchester, boat. they know. A boat. On the Thames. None of them own a boat. But in this scenario, we steal the boat. Pete owns a boat. <laughs> Pete owns what a boat. What does Pete do? He's a rich guy. He looks rich. Well, he's the only one out of them who's got a car, but then he lives, you know, with two other people. Yeah. But then only one of them pays rent. Or two, two of them pay them rent. Pay rent. Yeah, I mean, out of two, only one of them. Doesn't pay rent. Interesting. Yeah, so he must have some money. So he's got a boat. So we <laughs> steal Pete's boat. We take it out into the middle of the Thames. We drop anchor. Yeah. Any zombies that want to come out to you, they're going to be stuck at the bottom of the Thames anyway. They might be able to World War Z their way up. No, that's not how these <laughs> zombies work. Right. Can they swim? No, they will just sink. They they don't have very good hand-to-eye coordination. No. And this entire zombie apocalypse lasts one day and one night before the army turn up and ruin everything. So... I'm hiding out in the middle of the Thames. Zombies can't reach us. Anybody else that comes by, we kill them and take their supplies. Okay, how would you get to the boat place when Bill Nye's character, Philip, turns into a zombie? Because he's, he's been bitten before you get there, so that's a thing that you have to uh, address. Was that an actual zombie or was that just a tackle? Because he doesn't actually turn until he gets bit on the neck. He dies when he gets bit on the neck, but he is bit on the hand, but he just puts it down to druggies. Because no... In this film, nobody's like, it's outright zombies. Because when Sean and Ed first see Mary, they just think, oh my God, she's so drunk. They, they, they don't instantly go to, ah, it's the end of the world. They do, okay, this is London. People get drunk <laughs> and stumble okay. into the garden all the time. That's what I'm I'm thinking. Fair enough. So how do you deal with that? You've now got no car. We do a 28 weeks later and go down to the London Underground. Right. You want to go into a scary, dark place, which is usually on. you, Chris. Yeah. A scholar of the horror genre. Yeah. Want to trap yourself in the London Underground. It works 28 weeks later. Sort of. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to get into what happens exactly Until on it that. doesn't work. Yeah. So, no. One, it's unfamiliar. No, because I live in London. I'm familiar. Okay, which which colour is the Piccadilly line? Who cares? You get <laughs> well, onto one of the, the tracks works. and you start walking. If the power's on, then you'll be electrocuted. Well, don't touch the rails then. Well, then don't go there. No, the, the underground, terrible, because you, you're constricted. If you've got a zombie coming from one end of the tunnel and another zombie horde coming from the other end of the tunnel, you're trapped. No. <laughs> Are you trapped because Sean literally gets into the middle of all the zombies and yeah. he's able to push through the entire horde with none of them successfully grabbing him? Yeah, but him. if you're with five other people you want to keep safe, then five that's other tricky. People. You're going to be. Slow them down. They, they're going to be casualty, so 
No. So it'd be better if I worked in a bank or something like that because I could hide out in the bank. Yeah. But Sean works in a, a shop that sells TVs. Yeah. Maybe Pete works in a bank. <laughs> Maybe he works in a bank and he's salami sliced off some cash and he bought a boat with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Work at Pete's bank. Right. So I've got uh, my plans to get to the Thames. Now you get us to the Thames. No. I'd say Thames is fine. Underground is crap. A bank, you'd have the same problem that they did with the pub. It's in a populated area. Populated area means zombies. So you're saying we need to get a car and drive out into the countryside? Yeah, I would have gotten out of the city. Only lasts one day and night, though, isn't it? I know, yeah. Just chill in the city. They could have stayed in their house. They they were all safe inside the house. I mean, Philip would have turned anyway, yeah, and probably the mum would have died. But she dies anyway, so that's fine. But the other one, um, Diana, what's his face, and Liz. Yeah. I forgot the guy's name. David. They were fine. I mean, they're in a flat. Sean has to literally climb up to get to it. Yeah. The door is one of those electric buzz ones isn't exactly. it the zombies aren't coming through that they might do eventually but it would take them a while the zombies didn't even want to even bother about going to the front until Sean turned up he drew them there Sean and Ed okay they see Mary in the garden if they just pull the curtains and stayed away that's fine obviously they have to deal with Pete upstairs once yeah. they realize what's happening Pete's, once... Pete's a big guy as well and Pete gets the better of Ed yeah but because Ed's scuffle. not thinking straight he needed an- another ice cream to properly <laughs> clear his head of the hangover that was obscuring his judgement he did but as soon as you deal with Pete and you close the actual door you just wait it out they could have literally sat upstairs you pull the curtains you be quiet yeah and that's would, it you wait it out because they're quite noisy when they're dealing with the two zombies in the garden and it doesn't really attract much more well, until you, they go to leave well Pete's big and they've not got conventional weapons so they have to like smash the zombies with the cricket bats and they're like panting and going ah <laughs> as they're doing this so would it taking out pete make enough noise to draw the other zombies i mean there are quite a few already outside the house because sean has walked to the shop and back again and a few zombies have seen him yeah but none of them actually could come in towards the house they're just walking down the street at this point aren't they yeah but if they're taking out pete would that noise draw them in well, Pete, as they're walking past? Pete doesn't even move until Sean... Literally, Sean goes in and has a wee and then pulls the curtain back and then Pete reacts. So just don't go into the bathroom. Keep the bathroom door locked. <laughs> but he needs a pee. That's another good survival... He can pee anywhere in the house. That's fine. There is a sink. True, but that's very unhygienic. I don't care about hygiene at the moment. <gasps> okay. Well, maybe zombies can smell wee. No. <laughs> People can smell wee, Chris. Okay, good for people. <laughs> Zombies can't. Okay, right. So Philip, getting back to the plot, he's bit on the neck when zombie sneaks up on him, uh, bites him. They get in the car, they then zoom over to Liz's house, get those guys, and then they drive off to the pub because that's the safest place to be. But Philip turns and everyone has to get out of the car, which is smart move. Because uh, also there's child locks in the back because <laughs> Philip still sees Sean as a whittle boy. So, yeah, and then they have to walk to the pub uh, and we get the classic scene, which is in every Cornetto trilogy film, of jumping a bunch of garden fences. And we also get the uh, mirror image groups that, <laughs> that oh, walk by. On. The Martin yeah. Freeman is in that group. Yeah. Before he was famous. Well, he, I think he was in like The Office and other bits and bobs. And There's a lot of big-name talent in 
British big name talent in in this film. Some of them just have cameos, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen what happened to that group. I mean, I think they all survive yeah, because she... when we see Yvonne again, she's unscathed by anything. And no, she's helping. And... She turns up with the army, so yeah. obviously they found the army. Yeah, and Sean and Liz are obviously like covered in blood and battered and bruised, and <laughs> she's just fine. So yeah, maybe that wouldn't be such an interesting film. But Edgar Wright did think uh, before he came up with Hot Fuzz that maybe there would be a sequel to this, where it was just a s- series of different monsters taking over the world. So this one would be zombies. And then maybe the next one would be vampires or werewolves or something. But oh, and Sean just surviving it every time. Yeah, but he thought better of it because a lot of the cast in this are killed off. So he thought mm, maybe we'll do something tonally the same but different. So that's where Hot Fuzz came from and the birth of the Cornetto trilogy, as it were. Begins. Yes. Phil, we can't really help him because he's bitten uh, before. Barbara... There's a Night of the Living Dead reference for you. I'm aware of it. Thank Are you, you aware? Yes. We're coming to get you, Barbara. I know Ed even says that yeah. on the phone. I know. I, I picked up on that. Um, She is bitten when they're making their way through the garden. She's bitten by the pyjama man, but she doesn't want to tell anyone because she's scared it will upset Sean. I don't um, get why she even walks towards the door and opens it. She must go and open the slidey door because yeah, he's just banging against the glass at that point. Well, she thinks that someone she knows is lives there. That's a zombie. <laughs> she's very blissfully unaware that it's zombies. I mean, she, she and Philip just think it's druggies. They don't. I don't think it's ever properly explained to either of them that. Oh, that is the dead. That it's the yeah, okay. it's a virus or something. So she's just blissfully unaware of what's going on. And then she d- doesn't tell people, and then she turns into a zombie, and Sean has to shoot her. So we don't see her get attacked. But I'm guessing she opens the door. Yeah, and the guy literally falls out on top of her, bites her, which is when she screams. Sean then uses a trampoline to somersault <laughs> quite gracefully over a fence. At which point he lands. She's already got up. That zombie's already bitter and is coming in for a second attack. Then they smash through the fence, and then Ed and David are no help at all. They just watch as Sean beats up this zombie. Uh, well, he's handling it fine. Diane and Liz help out. They give him weapons and stuff. Exactly. And then Diane comes up with the plan of acting as zombies to sneak through the giant horde that's outside the Winchester. I mean, when you see that big horde, do you go, uh, maybe this wasn't the best plan. Maybe we should go somewhere else. I think we should just stay quiet in the garden. There's fences either side. The fence that's been smashed, you've already taken the zombie out in that one. Yeah, maybe maybe you could go d- into the house of that zombie. There's probably at least one, maybe two more people in there. You take them out. You stay in the house. Yeah, but again, it's unfamiliar. I mean, it's f- fairly safe. I mean, oh, although that sliding window could be broken. You say it's unfamiliar. It's a house. <laughs> most houses, yes, they're different, but most houses will have one, two, maybe three exits. I mean, these aren't really big manor houses or anything. And if it needs to be, you can jump from the top window. Yeah, you'll probably break a bone, but it's not going to kill you unless you come flying out of their head first. Yeah. And there's a zombie in the garden and you can't run. Exactly. Running is a key aspect of outrunning zombies, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. They don't run a lot in this film. I mean, yeah, but that's, you never that's see a Ed benefit. Run. That's a benefit. You can outrun them. Also, someone asked, because... 28 Days Later came out in 2002 and that was like oh no running zombies ah they're terrifying and someone asked hey why don't your zombies run 
um, Simon Pegg went, death isn't an energy drink. That's why they don't run. Also, it's meant to be a comedy. It's not fun if they're running for their lives. It's more fun when Sean and Ed are having an argument and the zombies are just waiting for them to finish their their argument. They're just like, what are these guys doing? They make it to the pub. They smash the window. Sean has to lead off the zombies. Do you know how he manages to lose the zombies or thinks he loses the zombies during his distraction? Explained. Yes, it is explained. He he just runs around and says he gives him the slip, but he doesn't because yeah. they follow him to the back door of the Winchester anyway. Yeah, so he runs away. He has to stop every so often so they don't lose sight of him, <laughs> so they can catch up. So he runs a bit, stops, runs a bit, stops, and then he runs into an alleyway, hides under a skip or in a skip. They walk past him, and then he gets out of the skip. Obviously, he makes a noise or something when one of the zombies sees him. Uh, run back to the Winchester and that's how they, they find him again but that's how they he, he gives them the slip when's this explained? it's explained in a DVD extra oh, okay it's not canon then doesn't happen in the film it does happen in the film there's a there's another one that uh, we're, we're going to talk about in a, in a bit but once Sean's mum has been shot because she turned into a zombie David who was all about killing Sean's mum. He was all over that. Murder her, because she's going to murder us. He's obviously made a lot of enemies during the course of this film. He goes, right, I'm going to go. (laughs) I'm going to walk out the door. And Diane goes, no, get away from the door. You are not leaving because you'll be murdered to death. At Um, this point, all the zombies know they're in there. They've uh, they've made a lot of noise. Queen Queen has played. With a lot of flashing lights. So the zombies are currently, they're banging on the windows, aren't they? They're about to break through. Yeah early baby driver the, all the flashing lights going to the music the clicking of the fuse boxes <laughs> very good editing do like that a lot uh but yeah he steps away from the door and just as he's about to apologize to sean there is an extended bit where he does apologize but edgar wright thought nah, it's probably better that this guy's a dick <laughs> well, and dies before that <laughs> yeah so he's about to apologize and the zombies break through the window and pull him out and then pull him apart it's a homage to a romero film where there's a soldier that's being ripped apart and he's going choke on them blah. oh which yeah one's that? i know which one that is it's the one with the talking zombie isn't it talking zombie oh land of the dead yeah i'm referring to you i remember that scene i can't remember which one it's from okay i knew intelligent zombie yeah okay so david pulled out through a window how do you get out of that? How do you squirm out of the grip of a hundred angry, hungry zombies? Well, how the fuck do you do that? You're pulled out backwards. They literally rip you apart. So it's pretty simple. This is exactly what you do. You don't stand near the window. They're banging on the windows. They know you're there. You stand away. They should have all at this point gone into the cellar before the zombies realised. The zombies would have broke in, walked around, not realised they're in the cellar and buggered off again. But would you have thought to have looked for a cellar in, in the pub? Don't all pubs have them. That's where they keep the kegs. Yes, but would you have thought of that? Because it's not somewhere that you're familiar with. Well, maybe it's like they don't want to see the magic behind the. <laughs> really? No, <laughs> behind at some the point, they've, they've spoke to the bar, the bartender. Who they think is a mobster. And is. is. And uh, <laughs> at some point, they would have been talking about kegs and stuff, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, we keep it over there. Also, this doesn't help David if he's pulled through the window. Oh, no, this isn't saving David. We're letting David go. You're David. Save yourself. Oh, Christ. Okay. Okay. I know I said that you're the Ed of the group, but I lied. You're actually the David. I'm the David of the group. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a jacket, is he not? Yes. You squirm. He's sensibly you squirm dressed. And you rip out your clothes. I plan to finish this night completely in the nude. 
That's when you know it's been a good night. That's when you know. Of zombie survival. <laughs> yes. That's the only thing you can do. Or if the others had reacted quicker and run forward and grabbed him, which they do, sort of, but not quite quick enough. Yeah. They only help in the pulling apart, <laughs> the yeah. dismemberment of David. They grab his legs to stop him from Katusa being pulled out. The others should have then shot at the head while David barrel rolled and then he would have been free. Would you have trusted any of them to have shot near you, given that the fact that their accuracy with the the Winchester rifle is poor at best? Well, I mean, if they hit you back and kill you, it's kind of a better way to go than being eaten anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> either way, they're either going to kill you quickly, hopefully, or take out the zombies for you yeah. to get away. So yes, they can fucking well shoot. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Okay, can I get that in writing just in case? No, you cannot. <laughs> I want to be covered, Chris, legally, just in case. But uh, yeah, Diane is enraged by the fact that her boyfriend was pulled apart and she grabs uh, his severed leg and runs out into the horde. But she does not die. She does survive uh, in an extra little bit. What? She runs into the group, realises that she's made a terrible mistake and climbs up a tree and passes out there. And, uh, when and survives she... the whole apocalypse in the tree. Yeah, well, That's actually genius. You say the whole apocalypse; it's about ten minutes. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. She's got to survive up the tree, so she survives up there. She passes out, so she's not there when the army arrive and pick up Sean and Liz. Uh, but she comes around and finds sanctuary, and then goes to live with her aunt in Birmingham. <laughs> I think I'm right. So she actually up. survives it. Yes. So you can run into this horde and not die. Yes. This I, horde is rubbish. I think it's when one of them grabs a hold of you and slows you down. You've got to have momentum, so you can barrel through a couple of them, just as long as they're not like burly ones. But you've got to keep moving. So it's, you're saying we could break out arms out windmilling? I think you've got to go for speed rather than like trying to clear a path. I reckon you could weave your way through them, and because they're slow-minded. It would take them a second to go, oh, what's that? But if you, like, windmill, you wouldn't knock them back, especially, like, one of the burlier ones. You'd hit them, and then they go, oh, you're alive. Yum, num, num. <laughs> and then that one would turn on you, and that would probably attract the other ones the as others. well. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be wary of that. So, yeah, you could probably, like, give them the slip through, but I don't think you'd be able to do it indefinitely. Okay. Perhaps they should have done it in the first place and just chilled up in trees. The zombies aren't going to knock the trees over. Yeah, but you don't know how long you're going to have to stay up that tree. So they go to the pub because they know there's drink and nibbles. And nibbles yeah. to survive. If Cheese they w- toasties. Yeah. If they were there for any long period of time, they'd, they'd die. <laughs> they'd die of scurvy or something. That's why you climb up an apple tree. Well, I don't think it was an apple tree. Well, good for her that she survived then, anyway. (laughs) Good for her. It was only 10 minutes that she had to be in the tree for. Okay, so all the zombies break in. It's madness. The back door's compromised. The front door's compromised. The windows are compromised. (laughs) Everything's compromised. Upstairs is compromised because the landlady was also a zombie. (laughs) So everything's compromised. Pete walks in. Ed immediately goes, right, you fucker. goes for him gets him in a headlock but he's bit by pete and the landlady liz and sean retreat behind the bar ed joins them sets fire flying over the bar (laughs) yeah uh sean sets fire to the bar to keep the zombies at bay but they come in through the working hatch Uh, so they can they can work a hatch they can work a hatch. Also, the fire should not have kept them at bay from reaching over. Zombies 
I'm meant to be able to feel pain or realize danger. Yeah. So they they should have just leant through the fire. They would have caught fire, but wouldn't have even realized. Yeah. They, they would have just climbed over through mm. the fire. Or maybe it's just so weird, they can't comprehend it. So unusual. Yeah. I mean, these like think about it. They're primitive, as primitive as you can get. So this fire suddenly appearing, they're like, "Whoa, I'm tripping balls." <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's it. But again, it doesn't stop the the veteran drinking lady coming in. Through. Yeah. Also, Sean's made a mistake of leaving the the shells for the rifle on the bar. You say mistake. I say the fire shells are better at hitting people than Sean. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. I think they get more accidental kills than... They do, don't they? <laughs> the meaningful headshots. Then they, they go into the cellar, and uh, Ed's been bit. He's going to turn. Sean contemplates killing everyone <laughs> with the two bullets he's got left. Uh, but then they figure out that there's a way out. Uh, they leave Ed with the Winchester. They go up through the cellar, get ready to run, and then the army comes in and, you know shoot the zombies because that's what would happen i don't think a shambling group of unintelligent zombies would be able to take over the whole country you've obviously not seen a land of the dead or anything like that have you no they're grossly un uh, representative of the military capabilities of the small group of extras that they got in army uniform (laughs) I think they do this because in in most scenarios, when there's a zombie outbreak or some sort of virus, it normally starts with the military biological weapons. So the outbreak happens at the military where it normally takes them by surprise and wipes them out before they can quickly Oh fall. no, this zombie virus that we've been working on, it actually works. They don't intend it to be and a zombie virus. we're now dead. <laughs> yeah, they don't intend it to be a zombie virus. Like in Day of the Dead, for example, they intend the virus to be one where they drop on the enemy targets, which causes them like paralysis but it creates zombies instead okay yeah why did they not test this i don't know <laughs> ask the u.s military in day of the dead ask george a romero i mean this the version i've seen was a remake so i've not seen the original so i don't know how that stands up to it right that's good to know um yeah we also don't know what caused the zombie outbreak in this film which i i don't mind it's fine sean isn't gonna go out of his way in this pub to be looking under microscopes and going, oh, it's some kind of space virus or it's descended from monkey DNA well, or whatever. They, it's rage in virus form. It doesn't matter. It's they fine. They do take a shot 28 days later, in it? Yeah, they, yeah. They say about them because that's how the, monkey, they happened. Yeah. yeah. They say it's been proven not to be the monkeys. Yeah. So th- that's fine. Ed isn't killed when the uh, army arrive. Uh, Sean lures him back in the dead of night to the shed where he can play video games all he wants and yeah the world is fine except now there are zombies doing game shows and pushing trolleys around really stupid idea yes because you're asking for a second outbreak exactly yeah Uh, i do like the fact that noel the guy that has been at work that's been giving sean a hard time is a zombie zombie, (laughs) pushing trolleys around so that's good i don't mind that but yeah sean of the dead Really like it. Really good fun. Edgar Wright, genius. Uh, Chris, how do people get in contact with you and me? You can email the show at wecouldsurvive.gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive. And of course, if you listen to the show, there's going to be a comment section somewhere. And subscribe. Okay. Yeah. I always forget about the subscribing thing. Yeah. Don't. Because I don't subscribe. <laughs> no. What, to podcasting? or <laughs> To us. <laughs> Great. Neither do I. Chris will be back next week with another delightful podcast. Yay. Yay.
any ideas what the film will be? I don't know. I'm not some kind of man that knows all the answers. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survivor guide to the movies. We're going to see you all next week, but until then, keep on surviving. And remember to cure your hangover with a Cornetto. Mmm. Good day.